Grand Canyon University, an affordable private Christian university, is one of the largest and fastest growing universities in the country, offering more than 270 programs online. In addition to federal grants and aid, GCU's online students received nearly $130 million in institutional scholarships in 2022. Find your purpose at Grand Canyon University. Private, Christian, affordable. Visit gcu.edu slash myoffer to see the scholarships you may qualify for. You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck, and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today. Welcome to SEO 101, your introductory course on search engine optimization. So, turn on your computers, open your minds, grab your mouse, and get ready to get back to the basics. SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm is now in session. Is now in session. Hello and welcome to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm, episode number 309. This is Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and my co-host is John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media. How's your week going, Bob? It's going a lot faster than I expected. Lots, lots of stuff going on. I mean, I was buried deep in analysis when you texted me and said, hey, are you going to do the show? I'm like, oh, crap. Yeah, I guess I need to. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I don't seem to have time for anything these days. I have to make time for this, so. Yeah. Me. Your, your week wouldn't be complete without talking with me. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. <laughs> Got to get my dose of humility. <laughs> um, although I mostly get that from my wife and my kids, too. I was going to say, aren't you, I was gonna say, aren't you married? <laughs> uh, yes. So we got quite a bit on the show today, but I think it, uh, well, yeah, lots of lists and stuff, so they always take a lot more time. So let's just start running with it here. Uh, the first bit here is, uh, again, a lot of uh, stories that have come out of PubCon. I think that'll mm-hmm. continue maybe for another week, but certainly this week. Yep. Um, Google uh, released or, or answered the question about why Google featured snippets appear to be volatile. Their rankings are, you know, sometimes they show up, sometimes they don't. And out of this great article uh, for Jennifer Slegg uh, on the SEM post, uh, I just uh, highlighted something here. So I'll just read it back to you. Um, now, remember, uh, Gary Eish is the one who responded to this. And uh, uh, just try and correct any wording as I go here. It was verbatim. <laughs> Featured <Yeah>. snippets. <laughs> well, the feature is under active development. And I think it's very volatile, a very volatile feature right now because it's under active development. People are coming up with new ideas on how to improve the featured snippets. The featured snippets algorithms and the feature, I, you see, I hate that. And the featured snippet algorithms. So even if you get the featured snippet today, you might lose it in 24 hours because we changed something slightly in how we want to trigger featured snippets or what conditions a result has to satisfy to get the snippet or to be featured. But then 24 hours later, you might get it back. <laughs> like, that just sounds like Google to me. I, I, yes. 
what's what's new? Is there something <laughs> <Yeah>. new here? <laughs> um, oh well, they had to scare up some insights. But um, well, well, once you explain to to some of our listeners, the the, the one hundred and one folks, what a featured snippet is and why it makes a difference. Okay, so featured snippets they, they often show up in well they show up in the search rankings and organic so what you were looking at when you're doing a, a standard search and local isn't appearing you'll see some snippets a component of a pay uh, of the search result appearing so one result might show up and it'll have some uh, words under it for links to uh, specific pages on their site um, i can't remember if it's a longer description um Anyway, there's just a little more to it. It certainly makes your it, – you'd probably take up the equivalent of two rankings when you get a nice snippet. So yeah. it's a very, very sought-after uh, result. I've seen, someone, take, I've seen some take up even more than that. True. Yeah, some of them even have search fields in them. Those are usually for big brands, though, or, or something where you're really doing a search for a brand um, right. where they know for sure you're looking for that. Um, but, it, you know, obviously very sought-after. No one wants to uh, – lose something like that so when it's all over the map i'm sure uh, <laughs> i'm sure seo uh, especially the enterprise companies get uh, a few words uh in their ear what's going on why did i lose it uh those hyper clients who are always paying attention to every single result <laughs> 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 we've seen them all um but anyways it, it's under active development and things switch all the time but again that's just google it's always going to do that i i never told a client they're going to keep a ranking forever uh, things move all over the place. In fact, moving between first place and third place and even fifth place is pretty common, if, even if you have the ultimate um, authority. And that's a good thing. People don't understand that's a really good thing because if the SERPs weren't changing, if they weren't moving, you'd never have a chance to move up into a position you want to be into. If they were pretty static, you'd be stuck. Exactly. Yeah, and also it, it adds freshness um, and variety to search results. Um, you know, uh, Wikipedia still shows up often, but it's not as number one all the time. Remember, it was always number one, practically. Uh, <laughs> it was funny because I was fighting Wikipedia earlier today. So yeah, and it was it was number one for the term that I was number two for. And I'm like, damn it. <laughs> damn you, so Wikipedia. So it still happens, but <laughs> it is less so. Um, and, you know, they move it down and allow other ones to get in there. Uh, no, it's not necessarily purposeful, but it's it's nice to see that that's, uh, there's some variety. All right. Uh, one thing I want to add is just, you know, one thing that uh, the SE Roundtable is really good at, uh, Barry Schwartz, is, you know, just noting any potential algorithmic update. In this case, there are some mutterings of a mid-November update on the uh, Webmaster forums, and he wanted to make note of that and let everyone know that although there's no insight really at this point, um, uh, to, just to keep an eye on things. And if you find anything that you want to report, just let him know. Uh, should be happy to post it. Doesn't that kind of go back to the last yeah. item? Everything in search is volatile. So these these you know mid November update is because they're changing things. They do it all the time, and that's why this that's why I love this this industry because it's always changing. There's always stuff to learn, always stuff to keep on top of. But you know, it's keeping up with it can be a pain. And Barry does does a good job, but uh, it's always changing. Everything is. Yeah, I think these algorithmic update notations will go the way of the dodo at some point. I mean, they're just kind of getting pointless. Um, uh, because usually the only thing Google will say is, yep, we're testing. <laughs> That's <about laughs> yep. the response they get. Things are changing. <laughs> <laughs> um, 
However, I'm sure there's, uh, I know there are, I mean, many industries, especially the affiliate industries, ones that are using a little more nefarious um, techniques are absolutely salivating over every change and trying to keep on top of them because they have no choice. Um, mm-hmm. So, uh, you know, there always will be a, a, a need for that kind of news, I guess. What did, what did we used to call them? Like six, seven years ago, there was a name for people that that just watched the rankings and the algorithms. That was their their lifeblood. We had a name for it. I can't remember what it was. <laughs> I can't either. Uh, it, it was good. I'll try to try to remember and put it on the community. But there yeah, was all the, yeah, all the change keeps our minds fresh and always learning. At the same time, it ages us. <laughs> <laughs> yes, it does. <laughs> so there's definitely a double edged sword to it. Uh, so it's funny. I came across this article on Search Engine Land, and I thought, oh, this is kind of interesting. And, and I mean, they do what they absolutely need to to know what's sponsored content. But I definitely didn't notice it until I got further in. I was like, wait a second. There's drop the links drop to products here. Uh, and then I noticed that it was, in fact, uh, a sponsored piece from um, Link Assistant. Anyways, just the same. You know, they had some good points here. Um, the, the the article is eight game changing SEO trends that will dominate 2018. Are we are we really getting into the predictions for 2018 already? It's not even Thanksgiving. <laughs> See, it's already past Thanksgiving for Canada Canadians. So there you go. Oh, all right. So okay, we'll do it for you Canadians. <laughs> <laughs> hey, as soon as the stores start seeing Christmas stuff, these guys are already pumping this stuff. Oh, oh, I was at the grocery store, and you have the they have the little. I know we're we're digressing here, but I was at the grocery store. Up. On Halloween Day, Halloween Bang. Day, and they had already replaced the little snack cakes with the with the Halloween versions with the Christmas versions on Halloween Day. <laughs> I was like, this is just nuts. Uh, they're going to push it as far as they can. It, it, I saw them in um, mid October. Home Depot had uh, a whole aisle of Christmas stuff they were already putting in. Oh yeah, yeah, it's crazy. It's, it's getting a little a little ridiculous. <laughs> The, the Halloween candy was out before Easter. <laughs> yeah. That would be bad. Yeah. <laughs> the only thing I do appreciate is that we're, we're getting a little more time to have Halloween. Like kind of like the first of October, people start putting their Halloween stuff out. I'm seeing that more here anyway. Um, yeah. There's, there's a lot of scary stuff going on down here. So Halloween's just every day <laughs> for us. <laughs> uh, now we've had complaints about being political. So we'll, we'll stop at that. Who was being political? You, no you turned turn it into something political. I didn't. No, I, <laughs> it's true. That is true. I, 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 I did hint at that, didn't I? All right. Bad me. Um, so anyway, these eight game-changing eight game changing SEO trends. So I'll just list them off here first. Um, uh, well, we'll take one at a time. So the rise of the SERP features. So as we know, a search engine result pages is what SERP stands for. Um, when we're looking at result pages, we're seeing a lot more variety. There's no longer just a list of blue links. Uh, that hasn't been the case for many years since universal search kicked in. However, we are, you know, we're going to be seeing some more variety. Um, Gary Eish, and this actually ties into the second one, which is structured data, noted that uh, Google is going to be looking at structured data even more at schema markup, and they're going to be looking at it and trying to glean more information and more relevance and context from content. So there is uh, likely to be more incidences of SERP features. Uh, I do believe that. Um, Number three, survival of the fastest. Absolutely. So this is all about page speed. 
and uh, that I cannot say enough about. Um, we've got a, a couple of clients we're always working hard on trying to improve their page speed. It's it's painful though when you're dealing with a site that is just not <laughs> conducive <laughs> to that. And why, I don't get it. Why are designers putting that out? I just don't get it. Somebody, I, I saw an article the other day, or, or maybe it was a Facebook post. Someone was talking about this, and someone had just paid twenty thousand dollars for a website, and they did a page speed test, and they were zero out of a hundred. Yeah, that was from the post, post that I put on there. Was that um, yours? That was it, just someone nuts. mentioned it. Yeah, um, there was was one of the responses. My thing was I got an excuse. I was I was doing some research on some vendors for web marketing, uh, web, sorry, web design. Um, uh, outsourcing uh, offshore, and uh, I, I when I did that, I said, "Well, you know, uh, they they came back with me saying, hey, we'd love to help,' and this and this, and they gave me kind of a. I said, "Well, what about your page speed? You know, it doesn't look good. I looked at all the different ones; they don't go." He says, "And this is a quote: the majority of our clients don't. Uh, I, I'm trying to correct their English here. Don't request to improve their website speed, although we are aware that it's necessary for users' usability." <laughs> Yeah, that's just nuts. That's horrible. We know it's important, but if they don't ask for it, we're not doing it. That's pretty much what they're saying here. Um, anyway, I'm seeing that a lot. Um, <laughs> this is a brand new site one of my clients has that beautiful, absolutely gorgeous, but atrocious download speeds. Atrocious. It's just it's and and we're 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 getting a problem with not getting results for them. We're getting an earful. And it's because mm-hmm. the web page speed is a problem. And, and yes, we're trying to fix it for them, but ah. It'll probably only get worse next year when the mobile first index kicks in. Yeah. Yeah. Um, it's true. Probably later it, on. It yeah. is nice to hear, though. I have to find where they, they wrote this, but someone at Google, it might have been Gary or John, said they are going to try to, for sites that are not ready for the mobile first index, they're not going to put them in it until they're ready. So I don't know how that's going to work. Because that means they're going to have two indexes rolling, and they said they weren't going to do that. But we'll see. There'll, there'll probably be a grace period. Yeah. Uh, there's a certain point where grace periods have got to run out. I mean, they've been giving quite a bit of grace right now. Yeah, they've been talking about this for a long time. So It's nice to see, though. It's nice to see they, they are caring a little bit about uh, ensuring people do respond and, and get uh, updated. Um, the next one is relevance 2.0 now this one i did not i don't remember probably because it's so see here relevance 2.0 that sounds like a link bait kind of thing personally it does oh here it says with google with rank brain google may further analyze the best performing search results according to google's users user satisfaction metrics and look for similarities between them these shared features such as usage of certain terms may become query specific ranking signals for the given search term isn't that already happening yeah isn't that what the basis of search is exactly (laughs) okay Uh, all right they brought something up here we got to bring david on Uh, all right it says quote unquote there are a number of ways google assesses content quality one of them being latent semantic indexing jesus (laughs) (laughs) all right david have a field day with that one I did. I did. So, so listeners know. After, probably after our break, I put up together my own list because I re- I read this list and I thought maybe one out of these eight things are new and game changing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. These aren't. I guess they did say game changing, didn't they? I yes, just they did. SEO trends that are kind of 
already on the roll. But yeah. Anyway, um, yeah. Like the next one is voice search is the real deal. That's fair. Uh, that's uh, a bit of a game change that's come out this last year. It's been out for a little while, but it's more so now. Um, people are getting uh, a lot of voice-based assistance in their homes now. They're being added to TVs, sometimes um, through firmware updates even. That happened to my Sony. Um, they just added Google Assistant to it. Nice. Uh, yeah, there's, it's a lot happening, and the voice search is going to be... E- really big this coming year uh even the article mentions that china uh, or actually that's another thing i was looking at here um an interview with uh Dwayne forster we'll talk about next after a break but it uh it talks about that too uh, how china's jumping into the game big time and it's going to probably be flooding us with cheaper options that are still assistant branded oh fine yeah yeah, yeah that's the way it works um mobile's getting bigger no shocker there. Everyone who's listened to the show knows by now that mobile is everything, um, the future here. Mobile is close to peaking, I think. It's not, I mean, it's been getting bigger for like three years now. It's getting close to peaking. I mean, s- most sites that I look at are between 60 and 80% mobile traffic. Um, you're not going to get much more than that. Not for a while. Uh, hopefully yeah. never, but because I like my desktop, but yeah. Um, Next one is linkless backlinks. That's nothing new. Um, that's citations, essentially. Uh, yeah. citations well, there, there's, ac- there's actually another way to do linkless backlinks. And I talked to Miley Oye before she left Google about this a couple of years ago. And it's basically tied to uh, canonicals. Hmm. So you can use canonicals to do linkless authority transfer. Interesting. Yeah. I'll have to explain that better. I, that's a definitely a not 101 topic no not at all (laughs) Uh, the next one here is an increasingly personalized search engine result page so that's already on the roll we already know that what we see in search results are very personalized well that's going to continue and get stronger big deal we know that it it seems like they were reaching for that one (laughs) well you got at number eight it's always the hardest to get (laughs) yeah i can can only get to six so (laughs) they couldn't stop at seven that just doesn't sound right um, okay, let's so before we get to John's list, which he surprised me with, so I didn't have time to write something. We got to get this darn show done. So uh, he'll do his, and I'll do mine next week. Um, but let's uh, take a quick break. We'll be right back. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Do you look at the task of ranking your site at the top of the search engines like you would climbing the top of Mount Everest? It doesn't have to be. TopSEOs.com knows how hard that climb can be, and they can make top ranking a reality. TopSEOs sends you to only the right search vendors and agencies that they know will work for you. Since 2002, TopSEOs.com has reviewed and researched the best search engine marketing agencies and solutions providers. Don't risk the cost of falling off the proverbial peak of search rankings. Let Top SEOs give you peace of mind. TopSEOs.com, the independent authority on search vendors. Are you looking for the best in WordPress speed, security, and scalability? WP Engine is a digital experience platform for WordPress, powering digital experiences for large brands around the world. With easy-to-use site management tools and powerful do-it-your-way development features, WP Engine gives you the flexibility to build it your way. Improve your SEO and conversion rates with a faster site on WP Engine. Learn more on WPEngine.com. WebmasterRadio.fm, 
the addiction that's good for you. Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. That title of yours is hard to say quickly. I would not want to say it any faster than I'm saying it. <laughs> Sorry. I'm <laughs> much like the other one. It was way easier to say it. Anyway. Maybe someday I'll get rid of the vice. Yeah. <laughs> exactly. Just tell them you need to do that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. So, so like I said before the break, you know, I looked at this list that they put out, this sponsored content list, and most of that stuff to me seemed like it's been around for a couple of years. It's not really game changing. If you've been paying attention, you should already be working on most of this stuff. The, the voice search thing is really the only one that I think has really got a, got a long way to go and it's going to have a bigger impact on what we do moving forward. But most of the rest of it, I thought, eh, that's, that's, most of that's old hat. So I said, okay, what are some things I can think of that might be considered game-changing for us as SEOs? Um, first one I came up with is... You should be saving for the future, but savings accounts suck, and investing can be scary. We combine the ease of savings with the real returns of investing. We call it Save Vesting, and it's only available in our new app, Stairs. Stairs offers 4 to 6% returns, no fees, and you can withdraw anytime. Do your future a favor. Visit stairsapp.com today. I really think we've matured as an industry to the point where we're going to start being expected to, to be able to um, show some return on investment for clients specifically tied to ROI um, and SEO. I think that's it's happening more and more, and it's going to become the norm before too long. I don't know if eight, 2018 is when it's going to happen, but I think we're going to start seeing the ramp up to that. People are going to be expecting it. Clients are going to be expecting it um, moving forward. Uh, again, this comes from my perspective at a more enterprise level. The small businesses still might not be to that point, but as soon as one of these large players in the small business SEO starts tying things to ROI, then everybody's going to have to, even the small b- boutique shops. Mm-hmm. You agree, Ross? You think you think that's off base, or do you? I no, think- I agree. I, I think um, probably the hardest part with small business, at least in my my case, is. Um, because we already do try and focus on ROI and creating that connection is the data collection at the small business end. It's oh, yeah. downright awful most of the time. So it's, what can you do with data if you don't have anything to connect it to? Uh, yep, I don't disagree. And just for, for the listeners that, that may be unfamiliar with the ROI term, it's return on investment. And what that means is if if a client at the small business level is paying a thousand dollars a month for SEO, they're going to want the SEO firm to show them that they provided a thousand dollars plus worth of value for the money. Um, so they want to see some kind of return on that investment they put into SEO. And it's we're a mature enough industry now that I think it's going to start becoming the norm really soon. Um, number two is 
answer box optimization. And I put this in there specifically because that's where the voice search is really tied into this. And and right now in 2018, that's where we can have the most impact as SEOs tied to voice search is the answer box optimization. The more we can work on understanding how that works and how to get our clients in those places, the better they're going to do in voice search. So answer box, are you, uh, what, what is, what do you mean by that? Are you talking about like answer box in terms of the hardware They're they're called answer no. boxes? <laughs> no, the answer box in the search results. Okay. So, so you're talking about the suggested results no, or the, not, uh, Google suggest, no? the actual, they're called answer boxes. So if you type in a question in Google, um, um, one that I was working on recently is, um, how to pave your driveway, right? There is a answer to that question that comes up in the search results with a snippet of the answer and a link to the website that provides oh, okay. the full answer, right? Okay. Yeah, Those yeah. are going to be, that's, that's where the voice search really has an impact in my opinion, because people will ask their, their Google assistant a question and they need to get an answer. Google has to get that answer from somewhere and hopefully it's, you know, from your brand. Yeah. That, there's more on that coming up in the next segment that I've got on uh, voice search. So, All right. No, Good. Talk about that. Okay. Um, I think I think there's going to be a big push next year for non-traditional search platforms, things like um, you know not not necessarily social search like Facebook. Facebook search still sucks and always has such, but things like Travelocity search, um, Amazon search, things that we don't traditionally consider a search engine are going to start becoming more and more in the realm of the SEO space. They should be already. But, but I think it's going to be much more prevalent starting next year. People looking at those specifically for different business types because those different those different things, those different platforms. Well, especially as Alexa becomes more ubiquitous in the home, um, Amazon yeah. searches, well, it's a lot. It's everything. <laughs> so I think, I think that's going to be a big push next year. Um, and kind of to tie back to uh, the first one, I think we, as an industry, we're dealing with a significant shift in our clients' knowledge and their expectations. And we have to deal with that as an industry to help meet those expectations and, and be able to speak to their specific knowledge. They're getting smarter and smarter about this stuff, and they have been for years. Um, but the, the, the idea of just being able to go in and just tell somebody that this is what we need to do for you is not going to work much longer. I was thinking about this as I was driving um, this afternoon. We've always we've thought a lot about sales as as a you know you're selling yourself, you're selling your product, you're selling your services. Um, but I was I put it in the perspective of actually what you're doing is you're interviewing. You're not selling yourself. You're interviewing with the client, and you, if you position it like I'm here to provide you with what you need, you know, just like you would in an interview. That to me is going to be a, a shift away from selling and away from getting yourself hired, basically, mm. because of these changes. Cool. Um, what's number five? Oh, subjective versus factual content. Oh. I think this is. I don't know what's going to happen with this, but but I think in 2018 we're going to have to start dealing with the, this as a factor when we create content for clients. There's going to be at some point a shift that I think will happen algorithmically between factual and subjective content at some point as well. But it's something we should be prepared for. And that's going to be a game changer if you want to use that phrase. 
And then again, kind of tied back to that first one with the ROI is how does SEO integrate into cross-channel attribution? So for, for this is a little above SEO 101 as well. This is more like marketing 203 or whatever. But basically, when a when someone goes to a search engine and they find your organic search result, they might not convert. They might come back later and click on a paid one. They might see a get an email from the, from the same client because they because they are interested in this. They signed up for the email. They might see an advertisement somewhere. So there's all these different ways a client might come into um, the sales process. And they might hit multiple versions of those before they actually make a sale. And that's what's called. And so understanding which pieces of those were part of the whole process leading up to that conversion, whether it was email and PPC and SEO or the three, or maybe it was SEO, then PPC and display. There's all these different variations. And that's called cross-channel attribution. And I think that's becoming more of the norm on the higher end of of the spectrum when we're talking about more sophisticated advertisers and we're going to have to understand how that works and how we fit into that picture as SEOs. Excellent. Okay. Um, I'm just looking something up here so hopefully I can mention it when we come back. But let's take a quick break and we've got three more pieces of some great content and a little follow-up of what uh, John just said. SEO 101 will be back right after recess. Hi, I'm Montel Williams. Most of you know me as a talk show host, but I'm also an author, actor, single father of four, avid snowboarder, and I'm also a medical marijuana patient. Living with multiple sclerosis, I'm in pain every day. Medical marijuana is my last resort, and it helps me when all other drugs have failed. If you'd like more information about medical marijuana, you can contact the Marijuana Policy Project at mpp.org or call 1-877-JOIN-MPP. There are over 70 million active podcast listeners in the U.S. WebmasterRadio.fm reaches them all with the largest global distribution of any online business-to-business podcast network. Through iHeartRadio, iTunes, Stitcher, we can target and place your message in front of those active listeners immediately. Now, your message can be delivered with less commitment and investment on over 20 hours of weekly original content hosted by the most respected names in digital marketing. Email sales at webmasterradio.fm today and get your message delivered now. Webmasterradio.fm. Keep your headphones handy and the feed loaded. We never stop. Do you? Okay, class, take your seats and no talking. Recess is over and SEO 101 is back in session. Only on webmasterradio.fm. Welcome back to SEO 101 on webmasterradio.fm. Hosted by John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Reflexive Media, and myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Stepforth Web Marketing, Inc. So what I'm trying to find here, yeah, here it is, um, is an article I read on Marketing Land. Um, I shared it with my staff. It's titled YouTube Location Extensions, In-Store Sales Measurement Now Available. And it, it's, it's kind of amazing. Really what happens is store, you'll, you'll have store visit measurement will be available soon for YouTube campaigns. So essentially... If you go into a store, they're going to be able to connect the off, off, off world to your online advertising. Um, mm-hmm. They'll even connect it with in-store sales measurement. 
um, because they're connected now with credit card transactions through uh, a large number of credit card agencies. So they're right. going to see that there was also a purchase that was driven by that offline visit. It's, it's amazing. Like, I mean, obviously, there's a lot of uh, guesswork involved in this. It's certainly got a high, I'm, I'm sure it's got a fairly high level of error rate, but it's way better than it ever had before. Yeah, and there, there's there's been experiments about you know tying tying cookies to cell phones and using like small what are those little computers that are about the size you of use a, a zap strap to tie it to or what? Yeah, the, the, what are those the little small computers? <laughs> you know, the, the little computers that you can you can build are like in the hobby stores that are about the size of a matchbook. Raspberry Pis, raspberries, right? Um, I I knew a guy that was working on an experiment using Raspberry Pis um, connected to the door of a retail operations that would scan for the 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 phone signals. Basically, they would tie the cookies to the person walking in the door because of their cell phone and be able to really tell part of that cross attribution that we were just talking about since the the cookies cross attribution is based on cookies you know they could actually tie that into cash register activity as well it was amazing what he was doing jeez well facebook introduced offline sales measurement in 2013 so they're they're a little ahead of the curve mm-hmm. but um this requires the advertiser send hashed transaction data back to Facebook for matching on the back end. Many, many advertisers won't have that know-how right. uh, from a small business perspective. But having this done, th- there's no work at their end. Um, obviously, again, I would say the error rate's pretty high. But uh, I thought that was an interesting connection to what you were saying there about cross-channel attribution. Yep. Uh, I think a lot of our small business listeners will be kind of fascinated by that. Uh, I think anything that requires them not to have to make any work, <laughs> any work on their plate yeah. is the best part. Though. When when we get to the point where we can directly connect online activities to offline activities, I mean reliably, it's going to be a game changer. You know, yeah. I keep we keep using that phrase, but that's that's out of everything we've talked about so far this show, that'll be the biggest change of all. Right. Well, and one of the ones that uh, um, was certainly up there is voice search. And there was a great uh, interview um, by Michelle Robbins is on Search Engine Land with Dwayne Forrester. Dwayne's great. I uh, I recently had a phone call with him just out of the blue. It was just awesome. What a great down-to-earth guy. But anyway, um, he is the, what is he? Is he vice president? No, VP of Industry Insights at Yext. Uh Okay, so... What he's uh, in this interview, they're talking about an ebook he put together about voice engagement. And uh, one of the questions was, do you see any room for any other competitors to enter the voice arena? Uh, and I'll quote him here. I've, I've highlighted certain components of this interview that I thought would be interesting to share. It says, there's a boom happening in China right now with dozens of new companies entering the smart speaker space. While most won't survive, it's inevitable we'll see new devices reach our shores next year, driving prices up and adoption up. And, and again, that's part of, uh, unquote, that's part of what um, is going to drive a lot of this voice search and interest in it and, and the power of Amazon and power of Google Assistant and how to leverage this and what you were talking about, the answer box. Yep. Did, uh, did he say driving prices up and usage up? Because I would think China would drive prices down. No, no, driving prices down and adoption up. Gotcha, gotcha. Okay. okay. That makes um, sense. Now, um, Michelle had a question. Is there anything holding back even greater adoption of voice-enabled devices? Um, in this case, uh, to abbreviate his answer, it said pretty much the biggest factor in voice adoption just remains time. Um, and I, th- I think that's true. I mean, really, 
you just got to get that ubiquity built in mm-hmm. to our, our, our world, and then it's going to be a whole lot different. Um, next question, how can marketers and search marketers in particular shift from content is king focus? <laughs> I love you, Elena, I love that. Focus to comp- <laughs> competitively prepare for the context is queen world and surface as the one primary voice result. So this was a bit of a bit of a read, uh, but it was really interesting because what he talked about here is um, how there is a problem with some of the uh, uh, voice characters out there. Um, lack of word here. Anyway, um, you know, there's Google Home, there's Amazon Alexa, Apple Siri, Microsoft Cortana. Well, the latter two are failing in many regards. For Google Home and Amazon Alexa, they understand the difference between both questions and um, be, between both questions, one being who is Harry Potter and one being what is Harry Potter. Um, in the case of Apple and Microsoft, they understand each question, but when it's uh, an answer to what, but when there's an answer to who, all they do is display a Wikipedia entry. See, I think there's another significant difference between, between those two and the other two, right? What's that? Um, Siri and Cortana are designed to use work on mobile devices more than anywhere, where Google Assistant and Alexa are really being focused on the home. I know you can use Google Assistant on your mobile as well, but the fact that Siri and Cortana are geared towards mobile means that more often than not, you're not going to be using them in private. And I think voice search in public is still a problem with people. They just don't they're not comfortable doing it. They're worried that people are think think they're weird because they're talking to themselves or they're annoying other people in in a in a closed space. I, I think in your home and the privacy of your home, voice search is going to be much more prevalent than in public. Just my opinion. And I think that'll change. Um, apparently, kids already uh, the the younger generations are already doing more voice search. Um, so I could uh, see that. I could definitely yeah. see that. Obviously, they're not doing anything. Uh, personal <laughs> um but uh they shouldn't be i'm not gonna <laughs> we can't say they're not <laughs> <laughs> yeah we hope not uh, you know not These exactly known for their yeah <laughs> anyway judgment necessarily but yeah it's uh it was interesting to see that there is a nuance of voice search as noted here um, and there's some work to be done. Um, he did, however, say that uh, there are some SEO best practices to, to recommend, and I'll quote him here. Number one is to adopt long-tail conversational phrase approach to targeting what to produce content around. Number two is to build out detailed answer to common and even answers to common and even uncommon questions related to your products and services. Number three is to use schema to mark up your content where appropriate. Number four is to clean up your own house. Be sure crawlers can find your content. Number five is make sure your site is mobile friendly. Not really an option these days, it says. Yep. And number six, make security a priority. Become more of a trust signal. And those are his six. Uh, to tie this up, um, what additional innovations in voice are coming into play? He says he expects to see more companies fielding visually enabled voice devices soon. We already see that in the Amazon show, and Google is bringing out one. Um, the uh, it's been all over the web, uh, hints and stuff. And I think there was even been a leak of a photo. I'm not sure, from, but uh, it's coming. It's inevitable. Um, so this is, you know, when you're 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 searching for that uh, uh, gaudy Christmas sweater. Well, you want to be able to see it. It's hard to do when you're just doing it by voice. That's a clear reasoning for it. Um, next is what kind of technology investments should marketer be marketers being making 
be making to address this new playing field. He says mobile friendly, being secure, marking up your content. Really, again, he says those are just so key. And buy the main voice-enabled devices in the market today and, and use them. Use them all day, every day. Just get some leverage out of them. Of course, he's a geek like us. He just wants to buy them. I know it. Yeah, um, of course. <laughs> I do want to go see his guitar collection now. Oh, no doubt. Oh, he keeps posting those pictures. I know. And alive. Well, um, there is more on here, but we're actually running out of time here. I, 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 do want, I, I do want to say one more thing about voice search. Yeah. It's really good for practical jokes. <laughs> <laughs> so, so I got to tell a quick little story because this, this is hilarious. Um, so I started playing World of Warcraft again just to, to, to kill some time. And I played with the same group of people for a long time. And we get on this uh, um, thing called TeamSpeak where we can talk to each other while we're playing. Well, I created a new character and I named my character Lexa. And every time they talk to me, their Alexa in their in their room goes off trying to answer <laughs> questions. First, you just did that to everyone else, you bad man. Uh, yep. So <laughs> it was hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> I do like that. I like that a lot. All righty. Well, thank you for joining us today. On behalf of myself, Ross Dunn, CEO of Step Forth Web Marketing, and John Carcutt, the Vice President of Strategy for Flare Reflexive Media. I'll say it again. You're, Thank you for joining us today. You're getting it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Have a great week. Great week. And remember to tune into future episodes, which are at 1 p.m. Pacific, 4 p.m. Eastern, every Monday on webmasterradio.fm. Thanks for listening, everybody. The opinions expressed on this program are those of the guests and hosts and do not necessarily reflect those of WebmasterRadio.fm's management or sponsors. Any rebroadcast or redistribution without authorized consent of WebmasterRadio.fm is prohibited.